162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. In all the years of working with Andy Poland, I've been dying to call him this. What's that? A cork soaker? No, I've called him that many a time. I've been dying to call him, I've been dying to call him Grandpa. And now I can! What's up, Gramps? You old man, you! <laughs> muzzle, muzzle, Andy! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. It's great. Give me the, give me the details. Your daughter, Samantha, gave birth to? Eliza Sloan Cantor, just after 7 a.m. yesterday. And uh, mom and baby are doing great. And uh, yes. <laughs> model, model. <laughs> yeah, so Good we're looking indeed. forward to seeing them. Yeah, wow, that's right. great. So, you, And this was where? At uh, Shady Grove Hospital. Okay, so in D.C., you're saying looking forward to seeing them. You have not been there yet. When are you? Oh, oh, these are new COVID rules. There's there's no visiting whatsoever uh, at the hospital. The, uh, the father checked in with the mom, and the father stays, and they come home together, but nobody visits. You know. When is that ever going back to normal? I don't know. I don't know. As a grandfather uh, who is being denied a chance to see your grandchild, are you outraged by this? Uh, no, I'm okay. not. I'm following the safety rules, and uh, she's coming home tomorrow, so I think I can wait 24 hours. Okay, you're going to sit tight for 24 hours. So mom yeah. and baby and father are doing just fine. How are you and Mrs. P doing? Oh, we're, we're thrilled. thrilled. We're, we're kvelling. We're, you're uh... kvelling. That's another <laughs> Yiddish word. Yeah. For what? I... What is kvelling? 
meaning that you're uh, spilling with pride. Okay. Like, oh, you know, this is great. We, we, have, a, we have a beautiful granddaughter, and uh, we're looking forward to good things, and babysitting, right. and all that goes with it. Yeah. So, cavelling is the opposite of kvetching. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kvetching, not the total opposite. Kvetching is low-level bitching about stuff. It's complaining. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 uh, that's what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, very good. So, um, how does this make you feel? You know, I, I was thinking about this. Um, my grandfather was 54 when I was born, and we went to Atlantic City when I was eight, and we rented bicycles and rode on the boardwalk, which is about the easiest form of bicycling there is because sure. it's a you know totally flat surface. And as I was riding with him, I was thinking to myself, wow, this is amazing. This old man is riding a bicycle. Well... <laughs> He was younger than I am now. <laughs> this old man and, you know, can ride a bicycle. Now you're going to yeah. be that old man. Well, I'm older now than he was then, and I go on, you know, not to, not to humble brag here, but I go on these 40-mile bike rides on the weekends. So it's just, you know, it's totally different. And, and you'll be much older than him by the time young, Eliza. what's his, Elijah? Eliza. 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 Not Elijah, but Eliza with a Z. And that... First, boy or girl? Girl. Girl. That's it. Okay, Eliza, girl. All right. Uh, So uh, by the time she's ready to ride even a tricycle, you'll be another five years old, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I would like to certainly ride on the boardwalk with her at some point or or maybe even more, uh, a more challenging ride. Okay. Now, question, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want, but have they decided to raise her Jewish? Well, given that they both were raised Jewish, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that was even under discussion. You sure about that? Is yeah. there going to be what? What if, on some wild hair, they decide eh, we're going to raise her Buddhist? How would that sit in the Poland extended family and in the Jewish community? Well, not we, well. Right, you know, they're they're fully grown adults. They're they're both successful I know. professionals. You know, they can they can do what they want, but they've given us no indication that they're heading down that road. Have you ever heard of somebody that you know that just went completely off the beaten path? Um, yeah, I mean, none come to mind now. With their but kids, yeah, yeah they, okay. they you know they, they've taken another direction. But no, they're they're, they're never. They had a, a Jewish wedding. They did have a judge with them, but that was uh, someone that Samantha had worked for and, and loved them. So it was a judge and a rabbi. Right. But no, there's there's no there, so far there's been no mixing of any other religion. Okay. It's pure pure Jew. Now pure Jew. Now they say there is no more smothering or involved love than that of a Jewish grandmother. True. <laughs> and will I, I, Arlene be that Jewish grandmother? Yeah, I, I think so. And and she's got another Jewish grandmother, too, who's, who's ready to smother. And the other grandmother uh, has no girl experience. She had three boys. Oh, so, oh. she's yeah. in heaven right now, getting to buy girly clothes and girly toys and everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we uh, we will we will take her down because it's a very sporty family. So we're expecting that she'll play youth soccer and basketball and all the things that uh, – Girls do now. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Good. Good. Two bubbies. She's got yeah. two bubbies to Two bubbies and her. two zadies. Yep. Two bubbies <laughs> and two, two zadies. zadies. Yep. Well, mazel, mazel. So, this is one stage in life that definitely makes you stop and go, whoa, I'm old. <laughs> 
I think the first stop on that evolution is when your sports heroes suddenly are younger than you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or you, 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 stage two is when you can say, well, I remember when his dad used to play in the bigs, and he was a lot better. Right. Well, I, I imagine there are a hell of a lot of people right now hanging on to Tom Brady, that, that there are people looking at him and saying, okay, when he finally retires, that's it. That's the last link to someone older than me playing sports. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. I mean, there have been a couple of pitchers uh, who have made it to, I think, 49. I remember when I was a kid, there was a guy named Hoyt Wilhelm, right. a knuckleballer who made it to 49. And I think Jamie Moyer was also 49. Yeah. But uh, there aren't, yeah, you, you do hang on to that. Kareem, I think, was 42. So a lot of people held on to that. But yeah, that is, that is a definite sign that you've gotten old. Is age just a number? I think it's more of a number than it used to be. Like I said about my grandfather that, you know, at 62, he's riding a bicycle on the boardwalk and I'm amazed. And, and now, you know, I see people, you see people, you know, out and about or in the gym who are in their seventies, maybe even eighties. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of these rock acts, you know, I'm here in Milwaukee oh, and yeah. uh, recently Motley Crue and Def Leppard came through town, <laughs> sold out American family field and rock the house, but their members are in their 60s, some in their early 70s. Oh, well, look, uh, one of my favorite lines is from the movie Almost Famous about uh, Cameron Crowe, who is a reporter for Rolling Stone. And he said during the course of the movie, look, Mick Jagger's not going to be jumping around that stage when he's 50 years old. <laughs> oh, right, he'll be doing it at 70 or whatever his yeah, number is I think right he's now. Almost 80. And, and Paul McCartney at 80. I'm told did a fabulous show at Camden Yards uh, a month or so ago. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, very good then. Uh, before I get into the sports of this Monday, as we turn the page into the start of football season officially, as players and camps are opening up, players reporting camps opening up league wide. Uh, before I get into that, I got to give you a, a quick radio story and get okay. your perspective on it because you're a lifer, I'm a lifer. I always think I understand the nature of this business, but then every now and then I get thrown for a loop by something. So here I am in Milwaukee, and I have a one-bedroom apartment uh, downtown, and I'm in the elevator going up, and a guy crosses paths with me, and he stops. He stops mid-exit, right? And he goes, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Are you, are you Steve Zabin? And I go, the one, in the, the one and only. And he said, oh, my God. He's like, I miss you so much on Bob and Brian. I can't even tell you. Now, I have not been on their show in over three years. Right. And he also said, he goes, the new guy, he sucks. By the way, that's Murray, my boy. <laughs> so he's not a Murray fan, but he was a huge fan of me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I say, oh, well, all right, well, thanks, man. It's, a, it's nice to meet you. And he, he asked, asked for a quick selfie photo. No problem there. I'm wearing a hat with our station on at 97.3 The Game, and I point to the hat and I said, well, you know, I'm on right here, this station, 6 to 9 a.m., and he looked at me with this face of, oh, really? I yeah. had no idea. Mm -hmm. And this is a young guy, youngish-looking guy, probably in his 30s or so. How is it, Andy, that a guy could be such a fan to stop me in an elevator to take a selfie and be totally unaware that I had switched stations and now have 
my own show, which is thriving, oh, by the way. It's, you know, top five in the market in a competitive time slot, and yet he doesn't know. Explain that to me. It makes perfect sense. People are creatures of habit, and this is why program directors, most of them are imbeciles, who don't understand the value of keeping things the same. And, you know, I, I always point to a show here in Washington, Harden and Weaver. They were on WMAL for about 40 years. And the last 20, they weren't very good. But they still maintained success because they built up momentum for the first 20 and people stayed with them. And so that's a perfect example of people with habits. They just go to that station and they go, oh, Zabin's not on anymore. Well, okay, I'll find something else. And they don't search you out because they're not radio people. And radio is not like television where, you know, well, they used to have it anyway, a TV guide where you'd look in there and, you know, you'd know where you, to find you. So they're not going to go out of their way to do it. So, okay. yeah, that, fair that, enough. That's, a, but that's we're, a common story. Fair enough. But we're in the age of Google. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it, it's got to be it's got to be something that would motivate him. Like we're, that's that's not something he would normally do. We're in the age of social media. He was clearly right. young enough to know about and probably have social media. We're in the age of people saying, "Oh, by the way, did you hear Zabin's over at the other station? He's got his own show." The people you mix with, but the, maybe his his I circle. I guess not. Maybe, is not that way. maybe he was a young guy that looked like he might have been a sports fan, but he wasn't really a sports fan. He's a music fan or whatever, and he liked my segment, even though it was mostly sports, for the 24 years I was on with those guys. Right, and he probably likes them and the other things they do. Of course. And, and maybe he just endures the new guy or tunes to another station when he's on. But, but loves me, is mm-hmm. mad that I'm not on there anymore, thinks Murray sucks, I've been in the market for three years. Show's doing well. I was on billboards here for a while. Internet age. People might say, hey, have you heard? And he still had no idea. People are are creatures of habit. They don't like to make change. I guess not. Program directors, to try to make their mark, make changes. And it often bites them in the ass. Yeah, I've never met a PD who came into a new station that said, you know what? I'm going to keep everything the same. We got a good yeah. thing going here. I'm going to nip around the edges. I'm going to tighten some things up. I'm going to make sure that we're more efficient in what we do. But I'm not here to muck around with what's been going on. They never, well, that, ever, wait, no. ever say that. No, no, they do say that oh. as soon as they're hired. And then two weeks later, they start the <laughs> sledgehammer. Right. Because they yeah. want to be able to say it's a twofold thing. One is if the existing talent has success, it's yeah. not his success. Exactly. And secondly, by tearing things up and starting over, it buys him time. He can go to his bosses and go, well, you know, we just changed our lineup three Mm -hmm. months ago. Got to give it time. Yep. And it buys them time. And then they get fired, and then they move on to another city. Mm -hmm. God, what a business. Okay. (laughs) That said, let's get to it. The asking price on Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals is so absurd I don't know why there's not more baseball people going, look, he's really, really good and really, really young, and you got team control now for two more years, but holy shit, five top prospects, young players, and some other stuff thrown in. It's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts, but we still have uh, a week from tomorrow for this to all sort itself out, so you got to aim high if you're the Nationals and maybe settle a little bit lower. 
But everybody I listen to, uh, baseball experts, it sounds to me like he's going to be traded, and they'll come up with a with a you know a, a list of prospects, and, right? And and also you know offloading perhaps the Patrick Corbin contract, which has a lot of money still left to go on it. So uh, I, I think that's what's going to happen. And and yeah, the numbers and the prospects you're hearing now, of course, it's over the top. What what are the Nationals going to do? They're not. If you're going to bargain down, you got to start high, don't you? I, I guess, yeah. Although something tells me they're going to get something close to that, which makes mm-hmm. me wonder again, show me the math on how he is worth all of that. Well, it's it's not one season. See, this is an unusual dra- uh, trade deadline deal in that you're trading a guy who can give you three postseasons. So if you're close, like they're talking about the Padres, who somehow have a lot of prospects – and have a couple of good young players in Tatis and uh, Machado, and they think if they add him for three years, it'll be worth the price. Three postseasons under arbitration salaries, which he's currently making, I think, 17 mil, mm-hmm. which right. is a hell of a bargain. That'll ramp up to 20 and 25 probably in the next two. It's still a relative bargain. So would the Padres or another team essentially rent him at mm-hmm. that price and then let the Yankees blow the lid off his contract yeah that's that's what i i would expect to happen although if the yankees re-sign aaron judge i don't know if they'll do that you know they may would, they may not spend it would you ever rather have judge or soto <sighs> boy i don't know uh so younger soto. yeah Soto soda's younger um, strikes but, out less i yeah. but judge is such an icon you know he's so right, new judge york is an icon and, and also, as, as in, I'm not as, you know, some are saying, oh, God, Soto leaves, that's the end of the franchise. No, it's not. And, and when Anthony Rendon was coming up for free agency, you heard a lot of, oh, God, you can't let him get away. You just let Bryce Harper go. Right. Well, Rendon has been nothing but hurt in, in Anaheim. Yeah. So, you know, you don't know. Yeah, I, I added up all the salaries, the, the future contracts of all the guys that have left the Nationals, either from the championship team or just before, if you include mm-hmm. Harper. It's like $1.7 billion worth right. of future contracts that all walked out the door. That team that won the championship was a super team that was somehow being uh, financed on young, not yet ex- ready for free agency salaries. Or, or a, a free agent contract, which at the time looked ridiculous, and as time went on, became a great deal like Max Scherzer. Yeah. So, you know, there, there, there a lot of things fell into place, and also... Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, with Harper and, well, they didn't really get anything for Harper for the championship team, but Strasburg was a number one, number one pick. Yeah. And although, you know, the contract he has now is an anvil around their neck, uh, it's it was a great year for him. And he was a huge difference in them winning the World Series. All right. Give me a quick guess on the next Nationals playoff game. What year? Uh I don't know. It depends on ownership. Uh, but I, I would say I think it's doable within five years, especially with the expanded playoffs. Now, will they be at Within a five. Tw- I think yeah. the earliest would be 2024. That's two years. That's not bad. But they'd have to scrape their way in. They'd have to get owners that want to spend, spend, spend. And they'd have to keep Soto, which they're not going to do. Although well, it's, or- weird. it's weird that the new owner <laughs> – Will the new owner be like, hey, I wish I'd bought the team before you traded Soto because I got the money. I want to pay them. Well, there, there's there, there's also that, but there's also the feeling that the new owner doesn't want to come in, and one of the first things he does is trade Trades. away oh, right. superstar. You know, yeah, like, oh, look at these guys. Boy, they're cheap. 
So like I don't that think time, that. like that time that brash oil magnate came in to one of the iconic football teams in the league. <laughs> And one of the first things he did was fire a legend who was beloved in a big state that loves football. What is that? Uh, who was yeah, that, yeah, Andy? Yeah, I forgot yeah, who that was. Jarrett. And, and that was – although although the story is that Bum Bright, who uh, Jerry bought the team from, he said to him, I'll fire him if you want me to. And Jerry says, no, that's my responsibility. I'll do it. Well, that's a stand-up move by Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, he, and he did it, and he took the heat, and it turned out to be the right move. I mean, Tom Landry was a great, great coach, but at the end, uh, he, he wasn't doing it. And, you know, Tom Landry was the guy who was his own offensive coordinator, his own defensive coordinator, and while he was ahead of the time in the 60s and the 70s, by the time the 80s hit, time had passed him by. Yeah. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Meanwhile, Kyler Murray gets paid in Arizona. Uh, yep. Another high water mark, depending on how you look at it, for quarterback contracts. Uh, Lamar Jackson's probably next up on the block. The numbers keep going up and up and up. What are we in in the NFL now? What is the league now when it comes to quarterbacks and what they're worth and what you have to pay them? I, I think the sky's the limit, and I think that the it's the some would point to the Aaron Rodgers example. I think it's Deshaun Watson. Look at the desperation for Cleveland for what they did there for a guy who may not play this year. Um, yeah, if you got one of them, you'll pay anything. And if you don't have one of them, like with what the Washington has, right? I can't, it's hard for me to the say the Commanders, <laughs> the Washington with what the Washington has. It's so funny. <laughs> I just, it just, but, but they, they, they keep trying to sell us Carson Wentz. Like, you know, I know, I know it looks, it's got some dents in the front. I know the hubcap is off on the front uh, 
tire, but look, he's really good. That's what they're trying to they're trying to sell you that. And that's so you either have one of them or you have one that they're trying to tell you is one of them. And there aren't many. Three quarterbacks were available for a song this offseason. Wentz, Baker Mayfield, and soon to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. I think Wentz is third out of three of that list in terms of quality, no matter how you slice it. I, I tend to agree, uh, although if, if he does somehow recapture the form of 2017, it's a win, but it doesn't look like it's going in that direction. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo took a team to a Super Bowl. That's what, I, and, that's what I was and, saying last week. I'm like, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you got to be kind of pissed inside going, hey, I don't suck, all right? right? I played in the Super Bowl. I was one Tyreek down there somewhere throw from Patrick Mahomes from probably winning. I was in another NFC Championship game. What am I, chopped liver? Yeah, and, and it, his numbers are not overwhelming, but he wins. He, he finds a way to win. Yeah, huh? yeah. That's, so it's weird. I proposed, you know, what if the league changed and liberalized offensive holding rules to allow for running games to flourish? So you wouldn't have to have a strong quarterback. You wouldn't have to have a unicorn quarterback to compete. That you could build a team around a journeyman quarterback, sort of like a Jeff Hostetler or a mm-hmm. Trent Dilfer uh, or a Ken Anderson. You know, back in the days when you, you could run the ball a lot in this league and win. Yeah. Ken Anderson, I, don't, I wouldn't put him in the category of All right. two. Well, give me another average. A Brad Johnson. Yeah, Brad Johnson, I think was was that. Yeah, like you, absolutely. like no team is thinking we're going to win it all with that right. level of quarterback. They can talk themselves into we're going to have a pretty good season. We'll see, yeah. but I just don't see it. Yeah, no, that's that's and that's not a bad idea. I think the league has got to look at this and say, you know, the the quarterbacks are kind of taking us over, and maybe the one thing the NFL does is they tweak, unlike baseball. They, they do things like that, and guys like Mike Shanahan devalued the running back position, but maybe it's time that they turn the dial back the other way. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Of course, somebody pointed out, well, if they liberalize offensive holding to encourage, encourage more running, that's just going to liberalize the passing. It's going to make passing even easier for the teams with the great quarterbacks because they're literally never going to be touched. And I was like, oh, right, sh-. Right. I'm like, oh, and shit, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> there, there is that and and also the combination of how they uh, have uh, uh, taken away a lot of the ability of the defensive back. Right. You know, you used, to, you used to be able to crush a guy over the middle. You can't do that anymore. That's true. Now, and, uh, look, the league may like it this way. The league may yeah. be fine with it this way. The league may say, sure, the quarterback should get paid. A wise man I heard once on the radio said the NFL is nothing but a television show about quarterbacks. <gasps> oh, that was me actually that said that. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what are your what are your hopes for the commanders this year? What's a good year? What's the buzz in DC leading up to Commanders training camp, which is going to be in Richmond again? No, they're not going to Richmond at all. Oh wow. So that's done. Yeah, that's done. It's all it's all Ashburn <laughs> and uh and daddy's not charging to go to camp like uh, he did in 2000. And uh, I, I think the, the buzz is they could possibly win 10. But, you know, I think it's it's more likely closer to eight. You know, they won seven the last two years. What are the most wild-eyed Redskins slash Commander fanatics, i.e. Kevin Sheehan, i.e. Mm-hmm. Grant Paulson? What are they spinning? They're saying 10. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah. 
And so ten, the rich ten in a seventeen game schedule, not sixteen. Sure, yeah. right. That's right. Uh, so put a bow on the Richmond thing now that that's done. Mm-hmm. What was the net net of that whole experiment to bring training camp down to Richmond, Virginia, in a really shitty little facility in the middle of the town uh, where there was not much parking? It was hotter than shit. I thought it was just a huge waste of time. Yeah, it was. It was done through Bruce Allen. Uh, who convinced them, I guess, that this would pave the way to get a stadium built in Virginia. And uh, it was a bad deal for the, from the beginning for them. I think the deal was done after the RG3 year of 2012, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, so yeah. Yeah, so there, there was that momentum. Well, now they are the deadest franchise in sports. Nobody wants to touch them. The owner is under investigation by Congress. I, he's still <laughs> floating in the Mediterranean. Last time I checked, yeah, when yeah, will he? Yes. When will Snyder get off the boat? Do you think? I have, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, and, and 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 there's that. And and then the defensive coordinator em- embarrassed everybody. And then and then from what uh, Sheehan is now saying is that uh, that that killed any chance of getting a stadium built in Virginia. The legislators said, "Ooh." Get us away from there. Well, he, so, may, he may have killed the stadium. He embarrassed 50% of the country, Andy, just 50%. Well, he embarrassed the organization because the organization sure. fined him for that, and and it was it was just a bad, bad all around. For, for a guy I don't understand, is that is he that valuable? No. I, I'd, have, I'd have thrown him overboard for that, but that's that's just me. Do you know there's a uh, Twitter account, at Dan Snyder's Yacht, and yeah. it's a yacht tracker? I showed you that. Oh, I you did. You okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, his his yacht has left Monaco. It's mm-hmm. now anchored off the coast of Robert Cap Martin, France. <laughs> <laughs> they said maybe Danny got sad seeing Stan Kroenke on his yacht with that massive Super Bowl ring. Any thoughts on the giant satellite dish sized Super Bowl ring for the uh, L.A. Rams? I- I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, at what point does that become just impossible to wear? Um, you know, I, I, we, we have friends like Doc Walker who won his, what, 40 years ago, that looks like a big class ring. Yeah, their rings and, look quaint by compare. They look like their prizes yeah, at, at a Dave and Buster's. So, so and, and they started to get big before this, but I remember the Michael Strahan comment when he won his. Now, that's 2017, so that's 15 years ago. And Strahan said, I want a four-table ring. He said, what do you mean? I want a ring that I could wear, can be seen four tables away at a restaurant. So they, they made it big, and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you wear them, I mean, can that be comfortable to wear something the size of a hubcap? Not, not even remotely possible that that's yeah. comfortable. And, and again, how are you, are you going to wear it out? You better be heavily armed yeah. and ready to fight people for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's valuable at some point. Like if you're not, you know, a marquee type of player and you've won one, it gets you where you need to go during Super Bowl week. But other than that, where when would you wear it? You know? Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Cowboys one with the uh, five football diamonds in it. That was mm-hmm. from Super Bowl Thirty. That was the one in which Michael Irvin, I believe, famously ranted, "I want some big old diamonds, big big diamonds." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sound bites. I don't have it handy right now, but yeah, it's gotten crazy, and it's only going to get bigger, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, they used to. Maybe they still do. The league had a rule as to how much the uh, the league would spend on it, 
but the owner was allowed to go over that and they make so much money they don't care i mean stan Kroenke, he just built a five billion dollar stadium what does he care about a few rings <laughs> I, I i guess so yeah uh let's see a couple of things baseball hall of fame inductions were this weekend big poppy inducted um he was the one guy that did get touched by the taint of the steroids or PED scandal in that he was initially mentioned in one of the reports and mm-hmm. tested positive for some unnamed PED in the surveillance part of the testing schedule that pretty much launched everything. Is he getting an unfair break compared to McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, who have all had the clock run out on them? Yeah, it might be. And and uh, I think Mike Piazza was tinged a little bit and okay. got in. So it's starting to blow that way, and and what's going to be interesting to see is if the Veterans Committee, uh, which is you know aging out a lot of a lot of people, will they be more liberal and start to put these guys like uh, Bonds and and Clemens in? I mean, is that going to happen? And the other thing to watch, I think he's close to eighty now, is Pete Rose, where baseball is completely in bed with gambling. Uh, there is now open concern about players, you know, being contacted by by gamblers and so forth. I mean, what Pete Rose did, uh, you know, he broke the cardinal rule, but the cardinal rule doesn't seem to really exist anymore. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, Charles Barkley to the LIV, maybe. That's with an asterisk. Faraday's going. McCord may join him. They fired McCord and the rest of the, the, the bunch of guys on the CBS broadcast a couple of years ago. I don't think they've recovered. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the the LIV tour just picking up mailboxes and fence posts like a big snowball rolling downhill? Well, Barkley is a really smart move on the part of the LIV because he's likable. Faraday's likable too, but Barkley is a, a, a wider uh, but, audience of like. But you won't watch LIV golf just because of Barkley. No, I won't. But <laughs> but some but 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 he softens it like. Like right now, gives it pseudo legitimacy, not legitimacy, but there's there's a like like right now. Nobody likes Norman. Okay, Phil Mickelson right. is not liked. Exactly. Um, uh, who are some of the others that have jumped to the LIV? They're all, they're, they're all dicks. Patrick Reed. <laughs> yeah, Brooks exactly. Kepka. Yeah, you're right. They're yeah. mostly unlikable guys. So this would right. give a likability factor. But let me ask you this, Andy. Why do you watch golf on TV as a non golfer? Um, I like it because of the actual action that they can go from shot to shot to shot. And yes, I like it better when Tiger's involved, but I must say the British open end was very, very compelling for me. You watched uh, it. Yeah, well, I did because, nice. because it was, I mean, the, what, middle of the what, afternoon, dead of summer. What else are you going to watch? Right? Yeah. I mean, what, what the seven 11 clerk was able to do <laughs> down the stretch there. Putt after putt after putt. And, and here I am. Come on, Rory. Come on. And Rory didn't screw Come up. Come on, either. Rory, my lad. Yeah, the yeah. 7-Eleven clerk Cam Smith. <laughs> you know, they're calling him Aussie Joe Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Aussie yeah. Joe Dirt. All right. But, uh, you're, but you watch golf, presumably, that you're saying in the back of your mind, these are the best players in the world, and they're competing tooth and nail for the best prizes in the game of golf. The right. Live Tour does not offer that same value proposition. No, no. I mean, that's going to be more for the hardcore guys, I think. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's an incredible business model in that it doesn't make any money. It just loses a lot of money, and that's okay. Yeah. So, I, I guess I don't yeah. know how long it lasts. When you have infinity money, 
It's as I said, this is a terrible idea that's got a long runway. So yeah. we'll see where the where the plane is at the end of the runway. Well, uh, have you heard the, the latest speculation that that I, I don't think anybody from Live has said this, but but they're thinking, well, what about the NFL? What if they decide that you know, hey, they, I know you got you want to leave the uh, you want to you retire at forty five, Tom, but here's three hundred million more to play two more seasons in the Live League, the Live Golf League. Live Football League. Oh, so <laughs> so the Saudis would stand up a rival to the NFL with their infinity money. Yeah, yeah, and people and, and then people might watch that. I don't know. I mean, you, you know, the USFL. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that might be a bridge too far. You got to get stadiums. Yeah, and and people watch the NFL for the tradition, for the Commanders versus. The Guardians. Oh, no, wait, that's baseball. The Commanders versus the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah right. The Arizona Cardinals, which are in their third city. <laughs> right, exactly. The deep tradition of that. Okay, I'll end on this uh, today. A uh, colleague of ours, uh, Armin Sarian, producer here at 97 Through the Game, went to Indianapolis. He actually went to Cincinnati, but stopped in Indy and convinced his young bride that they would have dinner, splurge, and go to St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Mm. He went there. He loved it. He also tweeted a picture of a Waffle House. He had never been to a Waffle House either and said Mm. two culinary icons now off the list. Thoughts? Mm. Uh, I actually neither have never been to um, St. Elmo's. I have been to a Waffle Waffle House. House. And? Uh, (laughs) I I think it's it's good. Uh, I I don't think it's, you know. It's quick. uh, It's cheap. It's fast. As yeah, long as it's not crowded as shit after a big college football game, right? It's it's not it's not a bucket list uh, item, but I would like to go to St. Elmo's. I have because of the uh, schnorability that we had on Radio Row. I have had the famous uh, shrimp cocktail with the uh, with this with the sauce that they have on there. Where, uh, and where do you imagine- stand on high end steakhouses like uh, like St. Elmo's or Burns in Tampa? Yeah. Is another iconic one-off steakhouse. Like, Manny's I, in Minneapolis. I've been to another iconic one-off, big-time steakhouse. This this will not surprise you. High-end steakhouses are good if somebody else is picking up the check. <laughs> no, I totally understand it because yeah. when you're talking seventy dollars for a steak or more, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I I I I'm a charcoal guy, and I still, buy. Steak, oh yeah, I love it. And I buy steak at the supermarket, and I, I can buy like T-bone on sale for seven dollars a pound. If you put both steaks in front of me, I'm not sure I could tell the difference. I tend to agree, Andy. When I put the Montreal steak seasoning on a steak yeah. I buy at the supermarket, me too. I, I'm like, this is so fucking good right now. Yeah. It's not much better in a steakhouse. It really it, isn't. It, it's- it's like 3D television in HD. It's like <laughs> HD is great. Do I need the 3D? No, yeah. I really don't. Uh, this exit song for you is Landslide by the iconic Fleetwood Mac. Um, and um, uh, what's her name? Lead singer of Fleetwood Mac. Brain fart right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, Landslide, which has the lyrics. I've been afraid of changing because I built my life around you, but time makes you bolder. Even children get older, Andy, and mm-hmm. I'm getting older, too. I'm getting older, too. Stevie Nicks, of course. Now it comes oh, to me. Beautiful Stevie Nicks, yes, indeed. So there, I, you, there you go, Grandpa Poland. Congratulations. 
Mazel Mazel as always. And uh, your first grandkid diaper, I want you to tweet it, okay? <laughs> tweet it. Tweet it. <laughs> All right, Andy. We'll talk to you next right, week. Sam. Thank you, brother. See ya. See you, brother. All right. Children get older getting older too. I'm getting older because I should have had Stevie Nicks at the tip of my tongue. But then I choked, and then I was like, ah, I can't remember it right now. So, yes, uh, released in 1975, easily one of their biggest hits of all time. A song about life and perspective and getting older, which sadly all of us are doing every single day, no matter how old you are. As I like to say, we are as young as we are ever going to be again. Time to start acting like it. And with that, I'll say, have a great Monday. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Children get older, getting older too. Oh, I'm getting older too. Oh, did my love take it down? A hundred and sixty-two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props, galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.